welcome to the ASSP Safety Standards and Tech Pubs podcast. Psychosocial health and safety is a topic that has gained greater visibility in recent years as safety professionals look for best practices to address both the psychological health of workers as well as their physical well-being. ISO 45003, currently in development, will provide guidelines for safety professionals to follow in order to manage their psychological risks as well as the traditional risks associated with workplace safety. Here to discuss psychosocial health and safety and the ISO 45003 is Ken Clayman. Ken is lead associate at Booz Allen Hamilton with more than 30 years of experience in assisting organizations develop and implement effective safety management systems. Ken, welcome. Thank you so much for joining me. Thanks, Scott. Nice to be here. So we're talking about psychological health and safety and addressing that among your workforce. As I mentioned, this topic has gained a lot of attention in recent years for a variety of reasons. So why is it so important for safety professionals to think about this issue to the point where it now has its own standard. Okay. Well, it's not. I just want to be clear on this. It's not really its own standard. This is a guidance document. Okay. okay? And the intent of the guidance is to help organizations and the individuals who are, who are working on management systems, particularly occupational health and safety management systems, to incorporate uh, through a more adequate and effective approach the psychosocial hazards and risks that, that may exist in, within the new organization or they may identify within the organization. So the, the approach here is to provide the guidance that may not be readily apparent even to a, a seasoned professional. Okay. Um, psychosocial hazards and risks is a relatively new area, for, mm-hmm. particularly for many of the uh, safety professionals because we've over the many years, we've been focused on more along the lines of physical hazards sure, and risks, sure. right? Mm-hmm. The things we think about more commonly, electrical, uh, you know, hazardous energy, falling hazards, things like that. We haven't really thought about what are the effects of different actions and activities and interactions in a workplace that may result in different hazards to uh, and risks to the health of our workers. Sure, sure. Um, these also can manifest as physical, but it becomes more of a health issue mm-hmm. uh, in many cases than it is a physical issue. Okay. Um, do you think, as far as raising awareness of this, is it just, you know, we're more focused as a society now on mental health, psychological health, and those type of issues that that's helped raise awareness among the, the safety profession to try to address this address this in the workplace and you know the, all the things that have led to the consciousness raising of safety professionals around this issue? I think we, uh, I'll just say it from my own perspective, um, I just think we've, we've seen changes in society, um, not that it didn't exist before, that people had what we're now calling psychosocial mm-hmm. issues, you know, it used to be called more along the lines of mental issues, Right. but it's not just mental you know, mental to me is just what happens in the mind. The reason we're using a term like psychosocial is that these are also external activities sure. and issues that are going on that have a negative impact on a person's health and well-being, including their mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, we've seen too many outbreaks of persons losing it, you know, in right. many different ways, whether it's through shooting up a, a workplace uh, road rage, all these different kind of things are manifestations of psychosocial hazards sure, and risks being, sure. being realized. 
within a workplace, you have a lot of things going on, stresses, mm-hmm. um, even interactions between employees where they're not treating each other as well as they right, might. Right, right, um, sure. You know, uh, the pressures from a boss, things like that, that can, ma- again, manifest itself in psychosocial hazards and risks that could lead to illnesses, injuries, and in, in business terms, lack of production and effects on the bottom line. Sure. With that in mind, you talked about identifying those type of things before they manifest themselves into you know, conflicts, workplace violence. What are some of the, the best guidelines safety professionals use for helping identify things like that early on before, as you said, it manifests itself into workplace violence? Well, I'm going to be very straight. I'm not uh, a, <laughs> a psychological expert, so I don't know all the, uh, all the uh, leader, you know, leading uh, indicators that, that, that may be identified, but the way I look at it is, is there needs to be an evaluation when, when an organ, let's put it this way, when an organization is doing a hazard, hazard and risk analysis, mm-hmm. when they're identifying their hazards and, and assessing their risks that go along with those hazards, you have to look at all aspects because we're talking about occupational health and safety. Right. Mm-hmm. And what often gets overlooked in these health and safety management systems is the health part. So right. w- w- part of the health aspects of it is what's happening happening to people mentally, what's happening to people emotionally, you know, uh, how well are they handling things within their work environment and within their workplace, and is the work is the is the workplace being supported in a manner that it's providing a healthy environment to avoid these kinds mm-hmm. of issues and, and avoid these kind of risks. So to me, it's looking at how can we evaluate what are the potential stressors mm-hmm. in a workplace that could bring on psycho, psychological or other similar okay. types of uh, risks, that, that realizing those risks. Okay. So kind of for safety professionals, utilizing a risk assessment, risk management framework that's that's already in place and just applying it to psychological risk specifically. But, well, it's to identify them, yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's the reason why this is a guidance document that we're creating within the framework of the health and safety management system that an organization's creating per ISO 45001. Mm-hmm. That's why it's not intended to be, nor should it be, a standalone mm-hmm. system. Um, no system should be standalone anyhow. They're all interacting. But in this case, it's, it's, to, help, uh, it's to help an organization fulfill the requirements of ISO 45001 in a more complete, more effective manner. Okay. I wonder if you could speak a little to that. I know regular listeners might remember we had uh, Vic Toy on a few months ago talking about 45001. Whenever you talk a little bit about how psychological health and safety fits into the framework of 45001? Very good. That's a great question. Uh, Very simply put, in Clause 6, in 6.1 particularly, where the requirements for conducting, for establishing the processes for and implementing the processes for hazard identification and risk assessment, um, and opportunity assessment as well, you can't forget that, is to include psychosocial type hazards, okay, behavioral issues, things like that mm-hmm. that may become a hazard or, or a risk to uh, the workers. Mm-hmm. Um, and then identifying, then the, going further, it's taking that information, taking those hazards, taking the risk and the evaluation of those risks, and deciding on what are the appropriate controls 
to manage those risks if, or to eliminate the hazard mm-hmm. if there's a p- potential for that. Again, using the hierarchy of control. Right. Um, it's looking at how can we monitor what we're going to see in terms of those hazards and risks so that we can evaluate if the controls we've applied have been effective mm-hmm. and taking appropriate action to improve those controls when necessary. Okay. Something you touched on a little bit earlier, I know getting at the psychological aspects can be difficult. You know, people aren't as forthcoming with things. In your experience, what are some of the best practices you've seen for, as you said, monitoring for for those types of behavior or the things, you know, safety professionals should be on the lookout for when trying to look at these things from (laughs) a psychological, psychosocial point of view? I chuckle a little bit because I'll be honest, from my own experiences, I haven't seen a lot. In the organizations I've either worked for or worked with, it's it's an emerging uh, understanding and practice. I mm-hmm. think that's true for a lot of organizations, not just in the U.S., but sure. worldwide, sure. because it is an emerging issue in and of itself. Mm-hmm. Um, we've, Like I said earlier, we've seen manifestations of psychosocial illnesses, if you will, in terms of things like, you know, active shooters and, and, right, and right. Uh, road rage and whatever else is going on. But the the controls for them, I think, are still in, under development. There's, mm-hmm. still, there's a lot of organizations out there trying things like, um, I'll just say within my own organization, we have a wellness program. Mm-hmm. Um, the wellness program has been evolving over the years that I've been with the with my company and a lot of that has, in recent times, has started changing from just looking at our physical well-being mm-hmm. into trying to uh, address emotional and psychological well-being in terms of both providing ways to evaluate ourselves okay. for our, our psychological and emotional sure, sure. state of being, um, trying to help us to identify for ourselves the stressors that we may be under just by doing our mm-hmm. jobs and our day-to-day lives, and then also providing some options on how we can relieve those stresses. Sure, sure. I would think, you know, and, and I've seen similar types of things going on in other organizations, but I would say the more, maybe more assertive type of approaches are not out there yet that I'm, okay. I'm aware of. As far as uh, as that goes, from a safety professional point of view, in conversations I've had with other folks about this topic, about the role the safety professional can play in creating a safety culture where, as you mentioned, you've got you've got workers, you know, kind of looking looking inward at issues they might be having, as well as looking out for the health and safety of their coworkers, both from a physical standpoint, making sure they're not doing things that are unsafe on the job site, and creating an environment where workers are comfortable talking to each other about those kind of things. If they're working through some some difficult issues that they have somebody they can talk to, do you see any, any value in that in trying to create a culture where people can be open and honest about those those type of things, whether it's with uh, you know a coworker, a safety professional, a supervisor, whomever? Sure. I, I think it goes hand in hand with the whole concept of using an occupational health and safety management system mm-hmm. approach. One of the underlying intents of this approach is to engage workers in all aspects of safety and health management within the organization. To do that, you need to create that culture of trust and understanding and lack of fear of reprisal and all those things. Mm -hmm. And I think it's just another aspect of it that they need to be able to 
feel comfortable to come forward and either interactive with their uh, co-workers and say, hey, you doing okay? Mm-hmm. If not, right. why don't we try this? Or uh, training managers and supervisors begin to recognize the signs of somebody who's having those types of mm-hmm. issues and to be able to take appropriate actions without it being punitive. Sure. Um, you know, so it, it, to me that goes hand in hand with just the same the more traditional type of issues we think of in, in occupational health and safety and that what we want from our workers is for them to feel comfortable to come forward and say, hey, there's something over there that is not right. We right. need to fix it. We need to do something about it. It's the same thing. Hey, Joe over there doesn't seem to be in, you know doing well. Maybe we need right. to get him to the nurse or get him to a doctor or something like that. Sure. You know, or deal with him however it needs to be dealt with. Yeah. So I, I think it, it it's... And again, going back to ISO 45003, one of the intentions going forward is to foster that within sure, the management sure. system and help people to recognize here are some steps you can take mm-hmm. to establish the processes and to make sure they're effective. Sure, sure. Uh, something you touched on with, you know, that this is still kind of an emerging issue in the, in the safety community. Have you found that workers are more readily willing to point out a safety hazard as a as opposed to a psychological issue you know they they see something wrong with a piece of machinery or just something unsafe that yeah put, there, put there, that there's... Way. when you put it that way comparing between a, a person's uh, state mm-hmm. <laughs> versus the state of a piece of equipment yeah mm-hmm. you know workers are much more readily you know able to come forward and say this mm-hmm. thing ain't working right, right let's right. fix it, or, you know, the, there's, a, there's a danger here, let's mm-hmm. find some way to re- reduce that danger. Right. Uh, as opposed to, hey, my buddy over here looks like he's going going nuts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, there, there's definitely still stigma sure, attached to sure. that. Yeah, I know. Um, and so it's going to take greater effort, more, more finessed effort probably, mm-hmm. to help people understand that it's okay. Mm-hmm. To, you know, identify these types of issues, the psychosocial sure. type issues, and to make someone aware of it, if mm-hmm. not necessarily the individual themselves, uh, if you don't think they're going to handle it right. properly. Um, and then making sure there's something done to help that person individually, as well as put in place some things that will relieve sure. the, the sources of the mm-hmm. issues. So when you say a more finessed approach, you feel like it, it is more, it, it is better to go out in a maybe subtle, Absolutely. for lack of a better word you're, phrase, you're, ba- baby baby steps type well, type you're approach. With, you're to, dealing with fellow human beings. Mm-hmm. Um, we all have our own little issues or our little things that we we get peeved about, all that sort of sure. stuff. But we don't. Most of us don't overreact or or, or go off our rockers and, and, and you know create a problem. But some people, whether it's a, a chronic situation where they've just been under some kind of very stresses over time, and that, or they've been abused in some way, whether within work or outside of work, they're building up and sometimes they explode. It's not always the case, but that's some of the reactions. But to uh, number one, to identify, it's not easy. Right. Right. You know, you don't want to make a mistake and say, you know, because somebody's having a bad day. You know, they need to go see, they need to go sure, to a psych- sure, psychiatric hospital. Yeah, yeah. Um, but at the same time, if you notice patterns 
beginning to emerge, then yeah, maybe something needs to be done. But that takes time. And sure. at the same time, it takes time for people to be comfortable to identify it and note it. You know, they can be explicit about it. That's the word I was looking for. It takes time also to assess a sure, situation sure. before you take an action. Sure. And then also to deal with the person, you have to be, I think, in the word is finesse I use, but you have to be more careful, more sure, subtle about sure. it. You know, you know it, there may be a case where you do need to be more assertive about it, but in most cases, I see it where you need to you need to take a finesse approach. You mm-hmm. need to handle it gently, make sure that you don't add to the stresses sure. that might actually set the person off in a, in a place right. where they don't want to go. Right. And as you talked about earlier, monitoring it, you know, maybe one comment from one person one day, you know, maybe they're just having a bad day. But then when you begin to notice a pattern of behavior or their coworkers begin to notice a pattern of behavior, then I mean, you can begin to right. document that and work towards a positive solution based on that particular individual. Yeah. I, I, the one thing I'll bring up in, in our first meeting uh, of the work group for Technical Committee 283, mm-hmm. which was last fall in, in, in Coventry, England, it was interesting to me that we have a, we have a number of experts on the work group mm-hmm. who have spent, you know, whole careers in a couple, in some cases just dealing and studying this kind of stuff, mm-hmm. uh, to listen to them kind of discuss the different aspects of what we were trying to do and even the differences of understanding and opinion that they have, uh, which is why the, I think this document in the end is going to be fantastic because we have these kinds of, you know, uh, high-powered experts in psychological, psychosocial, whatever you want to call it, um, you know, issues in an occupational setting. Right. Mm -hmm. Trying to help us come up with a document that's going to really support uh, the approach we want, which Mm -hmm. is the management systems approach. But they're, they're talking about how should we go about identifying hazards and risks? Mm-hmm. What are the ways to recognize issues among individuals or even groups of individuals that might be under stress, that might be displaying, you know, adverse impacts? Right. And then on the other side, they're also trying to identify what are the things that we can do that can be more preventive. Sure. Of those Taking issues. a more proactive approach. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So it's 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 been an education to me as well as helping out and trying. To create this standard, but the other thing that was apparent to me is that it comes down to it's 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 a science that is still in play. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, something that safety professionals are, are learning more about all the time, and the best ways to right. to address it. To some degree, we're trying to get ahead of the curve by t- taking this approach. I thought it was very forward-thinking that we have actual elements within ISO 45001 that points mm-hmm. you in that direction. But by taking this next step with ISO 45003, I think it keeps us on the, on the trajectory of, you know, not if not being ahead of the curve, at least being at the, at, you know, right, right with the curve. At the, at the, at the making, forefront. Yeah, and making sure that, that, you know, as organizations develop and implement a solid, effective management system, it's made more effective by making sure that we're covering the, we're covering these emerging issues. Absolutely, and this is something that could be applied to any size business. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely, and that's that's the intent of, of any of these management systems. Mm-hmm. But 
uh, health and safety in particular. Okay, great. Um, anything else you'd like to share with our listeners about 45,003 or how they well, can address this Well, the only thing I'll issue? say is that uh, be patient. It's on a three-year <laughs> path, um, and it's probably going to take all three years to get it done. Um, we're currently at the, you know, the second meeting of the work group uh, as we speak. It's going on right now. So it's, we're six months into the three years, so another two and a half years to wait before it becomes a reality. <laughs> uh, probably in about a year to a year and a half, it'll be available to those who are interested to provide, to review it and provide comment. So we, uh, those who are, are interested in this subject matter, we uh, look forward to seeing your, your thoughts and uh, input on it. Okay, great. Well, uh, thank you very much for uh, joining me today, Ken. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Scott. Thank you. Thank you.